hey, I want to get to know you. Hey, I want to take you out to dinner. Hey, I want to take you out to a drink. Um, so being very clear in your intentions and, you know, where you see this going. I mean, you don't have to put a ring on it <laughs> necessarily, but you. But I do want you to say, hey, I want to get to know you. Welcome to Dear Men, the podcast. Today we have a special edition called Girl Talk. So we're going to do a panel with a couple of my women friends. This is to give you a wider perspective than just mine. And the topic we're covering today is, we love when men do this. Why don't they do it more? And I'm sure you're dying to know what the thing is. And uh, while I would love to keep you in suspense, I'm just going to tell you for simplicity's sake, it is about pursuing. We really love when men pursue us, and we are uh, a little bit perplexed as to why they don't pursue us more. So that's the topic we're going to be exploring today. And before we start, I'm just going to introduce my panelists. We're going to go around and we're just going to say our names, our relationship status, and our age. So I will start. My name is Mel. I am in my mid-30s, and I am single and ready to mingle. My name is Nancy. I am 24. I am single as a Pringle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Ashley. I'm in my mid-30s, and I am super single. (laughs) I'm Joy. I'm in my mid—wait, I'm late 20s, and and I'm engaged. Okay, great. So, um— Today we're talking about pursuing, men pursuing us or not pursuing us. And um, we're really going to try to keep this to personal stories because I want to kind of give you guys the, um, the perspective on this from a personal level. So not like a societal or cultural level, but just like the personal experiences that we've had where we've been pursued or not pursued and sort of how that affected us. So um, I'd like to hear from you ladies about a time that um, you wanted to be pursued, you felt like you wanted to be pursued and you weren't. Um, And I think, and before we jump into that, I just want to explain a term that we're probably going to use, which is called dropping the handkerchief. And this is something that... um, We talk about in our friend group, and I also teach to women if I'm coaching them, dropping the handkerchief is when you give a guy a signal that you want them to come pursue you. So you can imagine in the old days, this was actually a thing in the Victorian era. I'm completely talking out of my ass, by the way, but I I believe this is true, where they would, a woman would actually drop her handkerchief and... In, as an indication that she wanted a man to come pick it up and he would come pick up the handkerchief, hand it back to her, and then start a conversation. It's a little bit like in the film noir movies when the guy would light her cigarette and then they would start a conversation. But the whole concept of dropping a handkerchief is giving a man a signal like, hey, I'd like you to come talk to me or hey, I'd like you to come pursue me. So if we, if we mention that, that's what we're talking about. 
So, um, who wants to start with a story about a time that you wish you'd been pursued or wanted to be pursued and maybe it didn't pan out so well and how that affected you? Okay. My story is about a time when I was flirting with this man. His name is Jack for a few months and we met each other and we um, hung out in the same group and it felt like we were constantly flirting and I had a whole bunch of girlfriends ask me, hey, what's the deal with you and Jack? And I was like, there's no deal. (laughs) And I was very, very confused because, you know, we hung out like late nights. He would touch me. I would touch him. Like I felt like it was all very clear. And I ended up one day going to his, um, he was putting on a show and for, he plays in a band. And I went there and I, you know, I was, giving him the eyes. I was staring at him. You know. Lots of handkerchiefs, guys. Yeah, lots of handkerchiefs. <laughs> and handkerchiefs I, strewn everywhere. <laughs> I just felt really confused and frustrated because it's like I had so many people ask me, like, what's the deal? What's the deal? And I was just like, what is the deal? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, a couple cocktails deep and he was talking to me again and we were flirting again. And I was just like, I grabbed him <laughs> and I was just like, do you like me or what? <laughs> <laughs> and I just felt, you know, so confused and frustrated and like a crazy person, like a crazy person and that I had made this all up in my head. He did say that he did like me and we did tra- later, later. Okay. Like, well, in that instant when he said he liked me and, but we talked later on about this subject as to why he didn't pursue me. And I just... You know, it's still in my mind. Um, I love this man. Um, And it's just still in my mind, like, just why couldn't you have just... What did he say when you talked about it later, about why he hadn't been pursuing? Um, Well, he, to be honest, he said that he was with two other women. Ah. Ah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And a a third would be a lot to handle. (laughs) And so I don't really know the best solution, but I do know that I play this over my head and maybe he could have just said something. Maybe he could have brought the women up that he was dating. You know, at least I would know why he wasn't exactly pursuing me. But, you know, all I knew from my end is that I really liked him. There was obviously some sort of chemistry. And, I mean... We're engaged now, so it, it ended well. But um, but at the time, would you say that the 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 not pursuing of you made you feel? It, it sounds like it made you feel confused and a little frustrated. Yeah, I was confused, frustrated, and I also felt crazy. Like crazy. I just, I didn't. Like, am I wanna, making this up? Yeah. Is it really happening? Okay. And I didn't want to be that girl. Like I wanted him to just ask me out. I didn't want to be the girl who's just like, "What is happening?" Because yeah. it had been happening for months. So yeah, I didn't want to be that girl. Okay, thank you. Anybody else? Well, I have the story uh, a few months ago. I went to this warehouse party, and there was this boy there at the warehouse party that I hadn't necessarily noticed the entire time. But when I was leaving, I remember looking back, and I was waiting for a few of my friends to, to you know gather their things and leave as well. And this guy, he bolted across the warehouse. I mean, he, <laughs> he just ran across the warehouse. And he asked me for my number. And I thought, I, I remember thinking, well, this guy is like really cute. And he just literally ran a- across literally the- Literally pursued you. <laughs> literally <laughs> pursued The you. entire warehouse to, to 
talk to me before I left. And so I did And how was that being pursued, actually pursued? Physically pursued, that was amazing. I was like, oh man, he jumped through hoops for me, right? Aww. Like <laughs> that felt special? Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh until so he he asked me for my number and I wasn't absolutely comfortable giving him my phone number so I let him follow me on Instagram and he, I remember him him just you know looking at all of my stories and never actually reaching Your out stories on Instagram right my, yeah. in, my insta stories and he never reached out to me ever and I remember you know looking at his Instagram page very quite frequently uh at that time, it was like, I don't know, for like a few weeks or so and wondering, you know, when is he going to reach out to me? Um, and eventually, it, you know, just made me feel very like perplexed and confused as to why he literally ran across the room to talk to me, but never actually uh, followed through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how did, how did that part make you feel when it was sort of a waiting game and nothing was happening? I felt similarly to Joy in that I felt very crazy. Okay. Like, I had, maybe I made I had made up this story about him running across, like, maybe it was something <laughs> like that I had imagined. Happened. It was you know? a dream. Yeah, yeah. I so, just wished for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Thank you. Well, I have a little bit of a different story, uh, because... Uh, when I was younger, I used to have a really hard time uh, figuring out cues from guys. So, actually, I've had a time when um, when I've had guys pursue me, and then I didn't pick up on the signals. So, they were dropping handkerchiefs, and you were just blithely skating by them? Totally. Totally. And I didn't realize it was happening. I just thought boys didn't like me. Um, but I have this one story about when I was in high school, and I really liked this guy. He was, like, a year older than me. He was so cute. Sat next to me in class. And uh, one day he he was like, what are you doing on Saturday? He's like, so-and-so is having a, a pool party. You know, you should come. And my first thought was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so fat in a bikini. I have to figure out a way to get out of this. Mm. Um, and then I put it together like years later. Oh, he liked me. He, he was asking me out. Yeah. But I didn't, in the moment, I didn't get it. I just thought... I don't know. I just got insecure about my body. I didn't think, I didn't realize it was like a romantic thing because it was like, you know, he was, he was being a teenage boy about it, which was like, hey, like, do you want to come with me and hang out? Versus like, you know, being I'm really obvious. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he was like a 16 year old boy and I was a 15 year old girl. So <laughs> this is what they do. But I wasn't clear on the uptake, mm. but that's happened to me quite a few times, actually. I think it's happened to me a lot. So you're saying that you have been pursued, but you haven't realized it in the moment. Yes. Okay. And then Many when times. you're reflecting back, how do you feel? Um, I, I'm kind of sad. And then uh, I'm sad that I like didn't recognize it. And I'm also really bummed that I missed those opportunities. Yeah. Because I've had several of those happen. Yeah. And I'm like, you mean I could have dated the hot guy? <laughs> I could have like made out with him or something? That would have been so awesome. And do you think... I don't know if you can answer this, but in the moment, do you think it was because you were afraid? Like, why? Or was it just like, wow, that just can't be possible, and so it just isn't real? Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't a concept in my head that, like, some guy that I liked would have, that I thought was really cute and, like, amazing would have liked me back. Like, unless it was really obvious, and I was too insecure to... Uh, 
like if it wasn't super duper obvious, then I wouldn't have wanted to guess it because if I guessed incorrectly and then they weren't, they didn't like me, that seemed like such a huge rejection that I, it was, I would I wanted them to be like, I wanted to be really, really clear. Direct. Yeah. 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 Really direct. That's really interesting because I think, uh, (laughs) I've heard the same thing from some men on Mm -hmm. the, similarly where they weren't totally sure, Mm -hmm. let's say about the handkerchief and the risk of actually pursuing felt really wrong. Like, maybe he's asking me out, but if I'm wrong, I'm going to look really dumb. Yeah. And so the risk of that is so high that I'm not even going to Right. I think try, that's, right? that definitely happened for a long Interesting. time. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so I have lots of stories of feeling like I'm vibing with a guy and then nothing happens and I don't really know why. Um, I'm just going to tell one of them. So I invited a guy to a party that we were having at my house. His name was Tom. And um, I felt like I was dropping handkerchiefs pretty much the whole night and before, like, you know, inviting him to the party, all this stuff. And um, he didn't really, he, he like, he sort of hung back at the party and he interacted with me a little bit, but it was sort of like he'd come over and interact and then he'd go away again and he'd come over and then he'd go away again. And, um, there was a part of the party where we were all dancing and I was sort of hoping that he would come over and dance with us and he didn't. And then I got really discouraged, like sort of like as the night was progressing and he wasn't coming towards me, like as that kept happening, I just got sort of more and more discouraged and then I kind of collapsed. And, um, I think that realistically, like by the end of the night, I was like really sad, Actually, like by the end of the night, I was in tears and it was because of this. And I don't think that he really knew that. And um, he, you know, ended up leaving. Nothing happened. And I cried myself to sleep that night. I was really, really sad. And part of that was because, honestly, I was like really sexually frustrated at the time. And I was like, this would be great. Like, this would be a great hookup. Like, this would be really fun. And then by the end of the night, I was like, this is not fun. Like, I don't feel seen. Like, I don't feel... I don't feel pursued. I don't feel special. I feel kind of like just really confused. Like, I don't understand. Like you come over and then you go away. You come over, you go away. Like, I don't really know what the hell's going on. And the reason I wanted to to tell this story of all the stories that's happened to me is because I think a lot of times men don't realize that there is an impact when they don't pursue. I think a lot of times men only really think about the impact of, um, pursuing and having it not go well or you know just like the aggressive guys who pursue too hard things like that and I think they don't really think there is an impact when they are passive or pull back or don't pursue but my experience has been that I feel pretty invisible and sad and that there is a cost and there is an impact over here on my side when I don't feel like pursued um and I just want to tell one other quick story because I think this is like kind of a good example of, um, I think that, I think this happens a lot and it relates to what Nancy said about Instagram. So I was in a creative writing class and there was a really cute guy and I wanted to let him know that I was interested. And so after class, I asked him to walk me to my car because it wasn't like the best neighborhood in the world. And I was like, oh, this will be a good way for us to interact because we're in class the whole time. Like we're not one-on-one. So, um, he walked me to my car and he seemed like pretty nervous the whole time. I was like, oh, maybe he does like me. Like he seems pretty nervous. And, um, 
he he walked me to my car and we chatted a little bit on the way and I was kind of waiting for him to like ask for my number or ask for my Instagram or ask for something so that we could keep in touch because this was also a drop in writing class. And so we didn't come every single week. Different people would come and go. So it wasn't for sure that we'd see each other again. And so there was a sort of like awkward moment and then nothing happened and he left and I got in my car and that was it. Looking back on that, like, I'm pretty sure that he was interested and he just didn't know how to say like, hey, do you want to hang out sometime? Or like, hey, can I take you out for a drink sometime? Or even like, hey, it'd be fun to keep in touch. Can I get your Instagram? Um, And I really feel like that's a missed opportunity. Like the, even if it doesn't like go well in the moment you know, like even if she says no, the, what happened in that circumstance was that we've never seen each other again. That's what happened. Like we've never been in the same class again. I've never seen him again. So if he was interested, that is literally a missed opportunity. It's not like someone that's in your friend group or someone that you met on a dating app that you can just text again. Like we never saw each other again. So, um, I just wanted to tell that because I think that happens a lot where there's that awkward moment at the end and there's sort of a like, what happens now? And for me, I can only speak for me because I'm only one one woman, but I am not always comfortable giving a guy my number that I don't know because I've had bad experiences doing that. So I'm also more comfortable giving someone my social media or whatever it is. And whatever the ask is, for me, I feel like that is the next step in the encounter. Like, hey, we met, we vibed there is a next step and it is asking to keep in touch in some way. So I just wanted to tell that story because I feel like there's, there is that moment where the guy is like, should I ask? Should I not ask? And I just want to say, I always feel flattered when he asks. And what about you panel? Yeah. I, I mean, especially when it's in like a respectful way and we've been vibing a little bit or just chatting, like I would never be offended for any guy that asked me, even if I wasn't interested. Um, And it's always nice to be asked. It's always nice. It always Mm -hmm. feels good. And then sometimes if I'm on the fence about a guy and he is really direct and he asks, I'm like, you know what? That took some balls and I'm totally willing to say yes now when I was on the fence before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So it actually does impact your attraction level to him. Yeah, yeah, if a guy's being direct and yeah, asking, yeah, exactly. When he's like, especially like very direct and very clear and very open, I'm, I'm like, okay, this is, might be worth a shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other comments? Um, well, it's interesting to be taken, um, and I still get pursued. I get pursued, and um, it feels really nice. Taken meaning you're engaged. Engaged. I'm engaged. Um, and. Guys still do come up, you know, they'll come up to me um, and ask me, you know, they'll say I'm pretty or they'll have some sort of interest in me. My favorite story is this person um, who came up to me and he asked me for a beer and he just kind of had that like nerdy kind of... He asked to buy you a beer. Yeah. Okay. Well, he asked me out for a beer. He said, I think you're pretty. I just want you to know, can I ask you for a beer? And I know he didn't know I was engaged, but I just love how direct he was. He was very like in it and I was like... Thank you. I'm engaged, but that was excellent. Please do that to somebody that you like. Like I said that. I said that because I remember what it, you know, wasn't that long ago. And I remember what it was like single. And to be honest, I wish people pursued me more when I was single. I hilariously enough get more pursued being engaged than I did when I was single. And 
there's a part of me that was like, oh, really flattered and I like it. It makes me feel good. But there's also part of me that like kind of craves it for the single me who was like, I wish people had done that. I wish guys had done that. I would have felt a lot prettier. Mm. And I don't think I've changed that much (laughs) in a Mm -hmm. two year span. So um, I just want to say that like that's I think it feels really good. And I I feel like I would have had had it impact more if I was single, that it would impact me more. Mm -hmm. And I always wonder, like, why wasn't this happening when I was single? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any any comments about that? I'll add one comment, and it's that, you know, I I think I'm often, I feel as though I'm often pursued, but not in a way that feels good to me. I'm not pursued in a way that's intentional Mm. and direct. Can you say more about that? Yeah. uh, Intentional meaning you know you like hey nancy i would love to take you out for a drink sometime right just straight to the point right 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 hey i want to get to know you hey i want to take you out to dinner hey i want to take you out to a drink um so being very clear in your intentions and you know where you see this going i mean you don't have to put a ring on it (laughs) (laughs) necessarily but you but i do want you to say hey i want to get to know you Mm -hmm. and instead of that what what are what are men doing? What's the indirect thing? <laughs> uh, just, I don't know, just not being clear and just kind of like, I just feel like they're playing games and that, you know, they're, um, they're talking to me and they're texting me every once in a while, but it's like inconsistent and... And it's like, hey, what's up? What's good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's not much going we'll on. We'll come back to that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I can definitely relate. Nancy and I were talking about a meme that I wish I could find, but I don't have. But it was about, um, shout out to all those guys who never ask you out, but follow you on Instagram and like everything that you do. <laughs> um, like, And she made some analogy to, like, it's like having a butterfly in, like, a glass case that you just look at. Like, you just look at the butterfly. You don't actually ever do any, like... And I, I have felt that way where I'm like, I don't understand. Like, do you not want to take the next step? Like, am I not, you know, interesting to you? Like, I don't really, again, the confusion comes in of like, And you feel crazy. Like, you know, why? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll come back to that. But um, we're going to transition now to um, times when we have been pursued and it's felt really good. Because I'd really like to, yeah. I know. <laughs> context for like what it's like and what the impact on us is when we are pursued and we do feel like seen and valued so who wants to start okay well I'll start (laughs) (laughs) don't everybody jump in guys um I have a couple of stories the first one I just want to um okay so there's two genres here the first is um Picking it up in the moment. So I was at Duck Club. This is one of the first guys I ever slept with. I was at Duck Club, and I saw this guy across from him. I thought it was really cute. And I held eye contact with him, not even for that long, just like a couple seconds. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like magic. Like two minutes later, he was standing next to me. I was like, oh my God, hi. You just, you just did that. You just, you just walked across the warehouse to come and get me. It wasn't a warehouse, but it was a Duck Club. But anyway... Um, and he was from Chile. He was Chilean. He, um, got my number that night 
And I was pretty excited about it. I was pretty excited about the directness Mm -hmm. and how easy it was. That's what I remember the most about the story Mm -hmm. is how easy it was. I dropped a handkerchief, which was just my eye contact, Mm -hmm. and he picked it up and came over and got me. And it was super easy. And he called me the next day. We went out. He was one of the first guys I slept with. It was really fun, really great, like, summer fling. And I just remember that sense of ease. Like, wow, I really didn't have to do that much work. It just kind of flowed. It was really simple and easy. And I felt beautiful. I felt Mm -hmm. beautiful. I felt beautiful. And I felt really feminine. And I think part of the reason is that he was doing he was he was doing some of the work like so, like in the interaction it was like I, you know because i feel like as the feminine i'm sort of like i you know do really good self care and i take care of myself and i dress dress up and i come and i'm like i show up you know and i and i feel like that's part of my kind of like role as the feminine is like here i am like here i am and it feels really good when that's acknowledged and mm-hmm. and and sort of like hey there you are let me come and get you and i feel like really met and really mm-hmm. like it just felt it felt really good next I have two. Laugh. They're I, all laughing. You can laugh aloud. It's okay. We're shy. <laughs> okay. I'm not. I can I can, can I tell one two stories yes. once really quick. So I just want to go back on like what Mel was talking about. That ease is how I felt the second time that Jack. Asked. So we broke off, and then he asked me back out a year, and we were at a barbecue, and I was like, "Who are you interested in?" Because we had become friends. And he just looked around, and he then he looked directly at me, and he went, you. And I was oh, like, oh. Lord. So that was awesome. That is so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it. Oh, it was so, so hot. It was so great. So I just wanted to call that out, because I love that man. <laughs> but the story that I'm going to tell is my England story. And it is about this wonderful man who uh, that entered my li- life very briefly. I... This is before you were engaged, right? Yes, this is before I was engaged. Um, and his name is Paul. And Paul met me. He's <clears throat> He met me out one night, and he got my phone number. I was very respectful of that. And he got my phone number, and then he instantly, like, texted me the next day, was like, hey, do you want to go to... Because I was only in England for a little bit. So he was like, do you want to go out to dinner? Um, I know a great place. It was Indian food. He had a connection. We got to cut the line. Like he had everything like planned and I felt very pursued. He met me. I'm now spacing out if it was one red rose or a bouquet of roses. Oh my God. He got you a rose. Yeah. Oh my That's so sweet. It was. He did. And then he met me like a, cause I didn't want to give him my hotel address cause I was a little nervous about that. So he met, we met at like a common location and he met me there and was totally fine. He's actually the one who recommended that. And I feel so taken care of. Oh, it was like the best. It was the best. Like, can't even get over this. Mm -hmm. Good job, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Go Paul. Go Paul. And so, um, and then we went, we had, um, you know, a lovely Indian dinner. And like, he told me to like get all the things, like treated me so great. And then he, we were like near his apartment. So he wanted to bring me back. And I kind of got nervous about that. Like I did get nervous, but I didn't say much, Mm -hmm. but I was like a little on edge about it. And we went up and his space was really small and dirty. (laughs) It was, it was really small and dirty. And I was like starting to a little bit like freak out. 
But um, in the process, he like started kissing me and then we were on the bed and I was like, just kept feeling uncomfortable. And I think this is really important what I'm about to say. And so finally I was like, no, like we're not going to have sex. Like I would like to go home. I have to wake up early in the morning. And he's, and all he said was like, sure. And he grabbed me up. He grabbed me up from the bed. And then he said, you know, I don't want you to think anything, but I actually have a gift for you. And he's like, I just want to remember this time together. And he's like, I don't know what's going to happen. And he gave me a fossil watch, a very pretty oh fossil God. watch. And we walked home and we kissed oh. and I haven't talked to Paul since. Wow. <laughs> Except once. No, actually once. Um, we did. We did communicate. But yeah, that was it. But I felt, I felt very pursued and I felt, oh, I just felt so good and I also felt safe. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it was a little nerve-wracking, yeah. I'm not going to lie. But when he heard my no, like, he heard it. It was yeah. clear. Yep. He heard it. There was no qualms about it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't ever make me feel bad. He was just like, I want you to know you're a great person. This has wow. been a great experience for me, too. You know, here's watch. <laughs> <laughs> here's your parting gift. <laughs> I'll also say that's how it was in England. Like, it was amazing. Like, uh-huh. it was such a different vibe just going on the streets because I felt very pretty. But no one ever, like, they were never in my space, weirdly. Mm. And it was, like, hot guys. And mm. I walked by them and they would look at me. And then we just keep walking. But I, like, could tell that they were, like, checking me out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I felt noticed. I felt noticed. It was a really, like, the mm-hmm. most seen experience mm. of my life was, like, that week. Just because it was consistent. And I mm-hmm. also felt very safe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like you felt seen, but you also felt like you were going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Who else? Yeah. So... Shortly after, uh, a warehouse guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is before warehouse guy. But shortly after, I ended a two-year relationship. Uh, I had met this this guy named Michael, and uh, this was I think it was like 2016 or so. This was around Valentine's Day, so <laughs> three years ago or two years ago, around this time. Uh, I dated this guy and, you know, I named Michael and I didn't really know that I, I didn't, I didn't really know I wanted to date him at the time because I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship and I was heartbroken and, you know, I just kind of didn't know what I want. And I expressed that to him and he, you know, he met me. He was like, okay, like I understand. That's totally understandable. Um, I can see why you feel that way. You got out of this relationship. Like I completely understand. Um, but I still want to get to know you and I still want to, you know, like build this relationship if that's something that you feel comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, I, when he said that, I felt so, you know, similar to what Joya said, I felt very safe. Mm-hmm. I felt that I was wanted by him I felt like very special because you know I just felt as though there's there's probably a lot of people women that he can pursue but he's choosing to pursue me just mm-hmm. regardless of the situation that I'm in um and that just I, that just felt like just nice mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. because he made his intentions clear mm-hmm. and again I, I mentioned earlier I don't need <laughs> I don't need anyone to put a ring on it particularly but I want someone to make their intentions clear and Mm. he did that Mm. and it sounds like it had you feel safe as in like it would have been okay either way like if you had said I'm not actually comfortable with that it would have been okay and he wouldn't have shamed you or attacked you or lashed out at you or right okay right 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 yeah thank you um 
Yeah, I have a story about this guy on online dating because I do I do oh, a lot of online, online dating. dating. Let's <laughs> talk about it. We'll have a whole other episode about this. Don't worry. I do a lot of online dating because I work in the evenings. Um, and there was a guy that I dated last year, and um, his name's Hank, and we dated for a few months, but he pursued me online, and what happened was... That uh, you know, you get, you get a, as a woman on there, you get a lot of interest, but it's a lot of like, hey girl, or like, hey. <laughs> Multiple wise, hey. <laughs> and as a 30 something year old woman, I'm not really interested in that right now, you know? Um, and so this guy, he really made his presence known. He, um, he really read my profile well because he wrote me this, this like note wow. that was, uh, sincere. Specific to you. Yeah, it's very specific to me. Very sincere. Uh, compared it, some of his, commented on my profile in a way that was like uh, just very specific. And then he actually made me a video of him doing karaoke <laughs> to a song in about six different outfits um, <laughs> and taped it for me and said this this is for you. And he made a little link to it on YouTube and. Um, That's really cute. It was adorable. And this guy is like, <laughs> he's on the shorter side. He's not the most attractive dude in the world. But his personality and what he was willing to do to bring, like, the, the humor and to make me laugh and to make it so specific to me and then to bring, um, comment on other things that were, like, kind of deep and profound on my, or mm. not that profound, but a little bit. <laughs> it's a dating profile, you know. But <laughs> I, I commented on the things that were a little more, like, that a little more deep. And so I ended up going out with him, and, and he, you know, pulled those all those stops out on our first date and our second date. Oh, and then doesn't it feel good? It felt so amazing. <laughs> I felt so special and so taken care of. Mm. And he was taking me to his favorite places uh, that he doesn't usually take people to. And he actually, we dated for a few months, and he actually told me down the line that he had sent me an email. He'd seen my profile on there for a while and had sent me one that was like, hey, and I didn't respond to him. And I don't oh. even remember that he had done that. But I thought it was really telling that, you know, as a woman, you can get a lot of responses mm-hmm. online, but if they're not thoughtful, I didn't even remember. I didn't mm-hmm. recognize his face at all. Um, so putting in that effort, like, totally switched me around. I didn't mm-hmm. even notice him to, oh, wow, I totally will go on a date with you, even if I would not have never picked you otherwise. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. I like that. I feel, it seems like a couple of us have mentioned that, but that act of being direct and actually coming towards us actually does impact how we perceive the man. Like yeah. he comes across as more masculine or more uh, assertive or more that there's something about that act that is that impacts how we see him. More attractive. More attractive. More attractive. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going to tell another quick story in this genre of feeling good, feeling pursued, because I think one of the things that happens... Um, is I think sometimes guys feel like if they didn't do it right or well in the moment, they they can't do it ever again. And I've had two experiences like this, but I'll just tell one of them. Um, I met this guy on a train, and um, <laughs> and we'll call him Kyle. And um, Kyle and I really vibed. We talked for at least an hour, which is a long time, you guys. It's a long time a to long talk time to someone for like 45 minutes to an hour. Same kind of thing where... He didn't ask for my number. He didn't ask for my social media. We just left the train. And I was like, okay, 
Bye. Bye, Kyle. <laughs> Bye, Kyle. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. And then um, a couple months later, actually, I think it was a couple of months later, I got um, a Facebook message from him. And he said, hey, I'm not trying to be creepy, but um, I, f- I found you online through your articles because I'm a writer. I do articles online, and it's one of the things we had talked about. And so he had enough to go on to be able to find me online. And he was like, I'm not trying to be creepy, and if this makes you uncomfortable, please just let me know. But um, I really loved our conversation on the train. I've remembered you. I wanted to ask you out at the time, but I couldn't get it together. Would you like to go out for a drink now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and this happened to me again with another guy where they didn't do it in the moment, but they reached out later. Mm-hmm. And, and I really liked that. And I felt like that felt to me, like I, I felt just as special. I mm-hmm. felt just as pursued. I felt just as seen mm-hmm. because he, because he owned that he had wanted to ask me out, but he was nervous or whatever it was that had happened. Yeah. So just wanted to tell that story to point out, like, even if you didn't do it in the moment, like, it's not too late, yeah. right? Like, yeah. warehouse guy could, you know, reach out and say, like, listen, I was in a gray area with this other woman and I didn't want to, you know, do that at the time, but I really liked you. I wish I had asked you out. Would mm-hmm. you like to go out? Mm-hmm. And how would that feel if he did that? I mean, if anything, it would make me feel actually, like, even more excited because it shows that he... I've been on his mind and yeah. that he's been thinking of me, you know, and he put in that extra effort yeah. to um, message me, yeah. whatever, later. Yeah. yeah, I was incredibly flattered mm-hmm. that he did yeah. that. I was like, oh my God, he remembered me after like a couple of months. Like that's extraordinary. Yeah. And he actually like made the effort to go find my articles. Like I was like, hell yeah, I'll get a drink with you. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, and yeah. we did get a drink and it was great and we ended up dating. So mm-hmm. um, I think those stories can... I'm hoping that these stories inspire men to uh, pursue more and Mm -hmm. to actually take that risk and and move towards a woman that they're interested in in a direct, clear, you know, owning your attraction way. Mm -hmm. Yes. We would all like to emphasize clear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not just like, hey. 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 We don't remember hey. Hey. Okay. Um, And uh, and because I've worked with men, I want to just transition a little bit into um, one of the things that the guys that I work with mention is not wanting to make a woman feel uncomfortable. This is really important to them. They don't want to make a woman feel unsafe and they don't want to make a woman feel uncomfortable. And so I think uh, this is my guess is that a lot of times guys that aren't pursuing don't know how to do it in a clear, direct way. And so they're, and they're afraid that if they make any sort of forward motion towards a woman that she'll feel threatened or she'll feel turned off, or all of the rest of that stuff. So um, I just wanted to cover, like, what it means, what what the difference is between pursuing someone and making someone feel unsafe or uncomfortable. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the first round of this discussion because I, I've actually had a stalker, and I think on the range of experience from, like, completely not pursuing a woman ever to stalking there's a lot of behavior that is in the middle which is what we're talking about which is good assertive clear Mm -hmm. and then on the extreme level of unsafe and uncomfortable is stalking behavior i just want to cover the difference between pursuing and stalking pursuing is asking someone out asking them if they're interested Mm -hmm. and then if they say no respecting that respecting it not asking again not obsessing not showing up at their work not doing any of that Stalking is you ask them out, they say no, you ask them out again, they say no again, you're getting the picture. Like they say, like with my stalker, he was 
constantly texting me and I said like please don't text me anymore kept texting me I ended up blocking him but I'm just giving you a, giving you the idea that there what my no was not respected that was not being respected so when I was asserting a boundary he kept crossing it that is stalking that is not the same thing as pursuing because pursuing is I'm going to ask you once I'm going to express my interest I'm going to own my attraction I'm going to come up and tell you like hey I would love to take you out sometime. And then I'm going to listen to the response. I'm going to listen to the response, okay? So it's not never asking someone out. It's asking them and then listening and honoring the response, okay? I I think a lot of times, um, like I remember this one conversation I had in college where there was this guy. I I can't believe this is so funny. I was at... (laughs) I was at a frat party at Sigma Nu, which was like the nice guy frat at my school. And there was this guy who was like, yeah, like I really respect women. Like I really respect women. Like I just, I don't ever ask them out. And I remember being like, dude, respecting women Mm -hmm. doesn't mean ignoring them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just say that again because I think it's really profound. Respecting women doesn't mean ignoring them. Okay. It's like. We do want to be pursued and we do want to be approached and we do really want our no to be respected. That's a both. It's a both and. It's not an either or. So I'm just wondering from the panel if any of you can also speak to that, like having your no respected and feeling like I'm really glad that he asked me out and I said no and it was respected. And how did that feel? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a recent story actually where I went to a bar and there was this gentleman I'm not really sure what his name was <laughs> let's call him Abe and he approached uh, my friend and I he asked us you know he introduced himself and he said ladies I'm you know I'm going to the bar and I'm going to grab uh, like I'm to grab a drink like would you like to join and we said you know like thank you but no thank you like we appreciate you asking and he just respectfully walked away. He said, all right, thank you for your time, ladies. And, you know, honestly, most of the time it's not about what you say for the most part, um, but how you say it. You know, obviously you shouldn't go up to a woman and be like. <laughs> I mean, there are so many examples. Like, you know, uh, use your best judgment here. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it's about how you say it. It's about how you ask and if it's respectful and if it's, you know, it's respecting the yes, but also the no. Mm, yeah. Anybody else comments on that part? Well, I just think the Paul example is a great example where we, you know, I became uncomfortable and he heard me right away. Like, I know college stories that I've been into where I've said no, no, felt uncomfortable, felt no, and just felt consistently pursued. Um, and like that, those end, you know, sometimes bad, sometimes okay, but he just like completely heard it. Like it was just like, no, like I didn't feel any shame about what had happened. He didn't feel any shame. It was just like, that's the done deal. Like we're going to leave. We're not going to pursue this any longer. And I think he's a great example of what should happen. Like Mm -hmm. I wish this happened more often. I Mm -hmm. hear, I feel like we have so many of the college stories, which is like somebody saying no and somebody keeps trying, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I wish it was just like no once and we move on, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know I have felt incredibly grateful for circumstances where I've been like, I'm not really, like, this isn't working for me right now. Like, I don't, something just doesn't feel right. And the man has said, like, no problem. Yeah. Like, that's no problem. Like, yeah. and just like you, like, I've had men, um, 
like I I had this guy that I was hooking up with in like whatever Arlington, Virginia. It was somewhere that was far away from DC where I lived. And I said, like, I'm actually not really okay. Like I, I kind of want to stop. And he said, no problem. Like I'll take you home. Drove me home. Totally fine. Like didn't shame me, didn't attack me, didn't nothing like that. It was like totally cool about it. And so, um, I just want to acknowledge all of the men who are out there who respect our no. I really appreciate it. And I really, it makes me feel safe in the world. And it makes me feel like I want to keep engaging with the masculine and keep having experiences with men because I, my no has been respected. And I know a lot of women whose no's haven't been respected. Well, mine wasn't when I had a stalker, but I think you get the idea. Generally in sexual situations, my no has been respected. And I really, really, really appreciate that. Like that's a, that's a huge, um, I don't know, I want to say like gift, but it just is, it's an act that makes me feel mm-hmm. like safe in the world. Yeah. 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 Any last comments about that before we move on? Um, it's, it's along the same lines of, I also think that there is like what happens I've noticed is that sometimes guys think they're asking you out and they're really kind of being gray about it. Mm. And then they think they get the no, but I never even got the acknowledgement that they asked me out. Because mm. it'll be like, hey, like, instead of being very, there's like the being the stalker and then there's being the clear guy and then there's the gray in between. And there's a lot of, there's guys who will be like, well, hey, like I have, I have Wednesday open if, you know, you want to hang out and, and maybe you're busy Wednesday, but you don't understand the difference between are they asking to just go on a hike because they need a hiking buddy or are they asking <laughs> me out on a date? And then maybe I'll say, no, actually I have to work that day. And, and, um, they think it's the no. And then instead of, mm. instead of pursuing in a way that's very clear, like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm interested in getting to know you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would Can be I- so hot. Wouldn't it? It'd be so hot. <laughs> yes. I'm interested in getting to know you. Do you want to spend some time together? Yes. Yeah. 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 Or even just like, hey, I'd love to take you out for a drink sometime. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there are certain codes that that yeah. mean like I'm asking you out, and mm-hmm. one of them is, can I take can you I for- take you out for a drink? That's hanging out is not hanging no. out is not not as clear. Yeah. You know, and um, and we'll probably do a separate episode about this, but I think this is a good time to transition because. Uh, we really want to hear from you. I, I would really love to hear from men. So I'm going to push a survey about this with respect to everything we've discussed today about pursuing. Have you ever not pursued a girl that you were pretty sure was interested? And if so, like, why? Why did you do that? Like, what mm-hmm. what was going on in your world? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, dying to know. So mm-hmm. I'm going to push a survey about that. And then, um, ladies, I'm also going to push a survey because I would like to know if other women feel the same as us. Like, is this... A widespread phenomenon, uh, you know, and ha- I don't know, just how widespread is it? Um, and, you know, I think that my biggest sort of desire out of this conversation is that I really want there to be more connection. It seems like it feels right now like there's a lot of missed connection um, in the world, but especially in this country, in the United States, I've found that 
uh, it's been a lot easier abroad for me relating with men. Like they've just pursued me more and it's been a lot more clear and easy. It feels like in the States, there's a lot of missed connection. And I really feel like this is part of it, that the masculine doesn't always feel safe actually approaching and saying, Hey, I'm interested in you. Do you want to go out sometime? And, and the feminine then because of that, we're sort of off balance and kind of back on our heels and, and sort of like, I don't know, is he interested? Is he not interested? I don't know. Should I, should I ask him out? Is this my responsibility? How much should I, how many, should I drop more handkerchiefs? Like there's a lot of sort of confusion and I don't know, fogginess on the part of the feminine. And that means a lot of times I think that there's a connection that's missed that could have happened and could have felt really good and nourishing for both people, even if it wasn't a long-term relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, even if they're not putting a ring on it, just having (laughs) like a three-month fling or, you know, even just like a couple of weeks, like of genuine, real nourishing connection is so valuable. And it really, I think, moves us forward in our journeys to just relate with someone and just try it out. Mm -hmm. So, um... Yeah, I think we're going to wrap this up. Um, And uh, I just want to close with uh, going around and saying uh, one thing that we appreciate about the masculine to end with. Starting with you. Um, One thing I greatly, deeply appreciate about the masculine is there is the it's this like ability to be so clear and decisive and own whatever's happening that makes me just completely melt and I love that thank you um one thing one thing I appreciate about the masculine (laughs) one thing I really appreciate about the masculine is just like I just there's a quality that they have where I feel very taken care of you know, even in the smallest ways, like, like, um, I'm just going to give an example. Um, I said I wanted blueberries. I really wanted blueberries and a man packed them up for me and he gave me blueberries. There's, Mm. you know, like, I just feel they have a way of like, just taking care of that. Mm. I really just love. Mm. That's nice. Thank you. One thing that I appreciate about the masculine is, uh, from my experience, their sense of you know, easygoingness mm-hmm. and uh, just chill. <laughs> <laughs> you mean not like high drama like us? <laughs> They're chill. <laughs> no <laughs> comment on that. <laughs> they can't be it, guys. That's yeah. not true. Um, let's see. One thing I appreciate the masculine. One thing I appreciate about the masculine is steady support. Steady mm. support. Just sort of like, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Like just steady support that I can lean on and feel like like I'm leaning on an oak tree. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so look out for the survey on pursuing and um, we always want to hear your comments. So get us anytime at dearmenpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on social media. Going to get those channels up by the time this episode is out. <laughs> And, um, yeah, signing off from Los Angeles, California. Woohoo! <laughs> that wraps up another episode of Dear Men. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach out, we would love to hear from you. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Dear Men Podcast. That's at Dear Men Podcast. Or Facebook, we have a group, Dear Men Podcast. 
We also have an email address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the Big Sexy Dataset, the community of people who regularly respond to the surveys that we talk about on this podcast, just email us at that address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com, and we will set you up. Have a sexy day.